talk about life tonight. We're going to talk about a mindset, our expectation, and our what we believe. It's kind of a mixture. Smorgasbord, we'll call it. Anyway, we're going to start with Deuteronomy. I said 30, 19, and 20. Isn't that awesome, God's Word? It's always an honor to bring forth the Word, and I'm thankful that I'm able to bring it forth. Knowing that that Word's going to go out tonight, doesn't return void, it goes out and does that which God desires in each and every one of your hearts. What you're ready to receive, you will receive. If you're not ready, you'll fall short. However, we're ready. So, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Wow. Oh, that you would choose life. It's almost as though it's an extra there. Oh, that you would choose life. Please choose life. I want you to choose life. So that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. So the choice can be made by loving God, obeying God, and committing yourself firmly to him. That is the key to your life. Loving God, obeying him, and committing yourself to him completely. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we can look for a long life when we obey and love and commit ourselves to the Lord. Let's go to John 10.10. 10. Now we do have an enemy. I don't like to speak about him, but I have to acknowledge the fact that we do have one. And in John 10.10, 10, it says, The thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy. God's purpose is my purpose to give them a rich and satisfying life. Amen. Now, I would rather have the rich and satisfying life. Amen. Now, there's many, many ways that uh, we make those decisions each and every day. We get up in the morning and we decide, mostly we decide at that point what we're going to think on how our day is going to be. We're going to acknowledge the Lord, put ourselves into his hands, and walk. Pretty simple, isn't it? It is really pretty simple, but it gets 
complicate it during the day because the thief. Or maybe yourself, myself. I can't speak for anybody else but myself. So we need to really know who we are, don't we? That identity needs to be established, and that's what we need to go with. We need to go with who God says we are. We're his child. So where are we going to look for identification? To the guy down the street? The person back there? No. We should be looking to God. This word, which he gave to us, the manual for life, from the beginning to the end, gives us answers for each and every situation we encounter. Encounter. All we need to do is ask. <laughs> Bang it around a little bit here. But once we come to God, one of the things that we as his children need to realize right away for us get established that we are righteous. We're righteous in him, not in your friends, you know, you're not righteous because of what you do. Took me a long while to learn that one, but I did. It's not what you do. It's not your friends. It's what, not what people think. It's not even how you think. It's the fact that he made you righteous through his death and resurrection. Therefore, it is. Nothing added to it, nothing taken away. You are righteous in his sight. Even if you're wrong, you're right with God. That's what we need to remember. Let's take a look at Psalm 139. I like that psalm. I like the whole psalm. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down, when I stand up, you know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful to me, too great for me to understand. We can never escape your spirit. Never get away from your presence. If you go up to heaven, you are there. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. Yes. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. There's nowhere that we can hide because to God, darkness is light. They're one and the same. I'm kind of going down to where... You, this is 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. 
and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. 23. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Mm. That's, uh, wow. That's how well he knows us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. That amazes me. There's nowhere that we can go that he doesn't see and know. First John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. So we know who we belong to, correct? Yeah. We belong to God, Father God, God, Almighty God. You have already won the victory <gasps> over those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Amen. We need to establish that in our hearts because we're coming into a day that we need to know who we are in Christ. And we need to know that the spirit that lives within us is greater than the spirit in this world. And it is. He is. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint. That's all they'll ever speak. And the world listens to them. But we belong to God. Amen. And those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. So it's deaf. Definitely the conviction of the Spirit of God upon an individual that brings them to Christ, brings them to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws them. We cannot. The Holy Spirit does. And I know for a fact that no one can bring you unless the Holy Spirit convicts. I think we all know that because we all know where we were at that time. I remember the first time it was mentioned to me, oh, I'm glad you found that. I'm glad you're happy. I'm a-okay just the way I am. I'm glad she continued to pray. <laughs> that she didn't stop. <laughs> that is how we know that if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception... 
because he's not going to lie down and roll over and do nothing, the enemy, because he knows his time is short. So he will try any avenue that he can, because all he wants to do is kill us. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not ready to be killed. As a matter of fact, because of the blood of Jesus, he can't. No, he cannot. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, no more, no less. The blood is enough. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. Let's take a little look at mindset. When you came to Christ in the beginning, you had the mindset from the world, pretty much. God had intervened, the Holy Spirit had intervened, and you had now accepted Jesus. But you really hadn't renewed your mind. So you, at that time, we all, I'm including myself in this, by the way, we all had a beginner's mindset. We had to begin from somewhere. And since we're beginning a new journey, we're in a new kingdom, kingdom of light. We've got the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We may not understand much at that time. However, we need to begin somewhere. So we begin with the Word of God. So hungry, so thirsty for that Word. Couldn't get enough of it. Just wanted to hear about the Word all day. You had to go to work, but, you know, you just wanted to be around those that were into the Word, and, you know. Just wanted to eat it. Just eat it constantly. Never turn the TV on. No, just eat the word, eat the word, eat the word. Mm. Need that back. Yes. We do. Yes. We need that back. We need that hunger and thirst for the word of God back. And for the what the Spirit of God wants to do. They're more than willing. We need to be in that place. So we begin by getting into the Word, and we're feeding on it, and we're pretty excited when we come to Christ, you know. We're, everything's kind of bubbly. We feel like we're in a bubble. We're protected. We're in a bubble. We're babies. And so, you know, babies do what they do. You know. Well, they do more than eat, but anyway. <laughs> they make messes, you know, and they need to be cleaned up, so... The word washes us clean. Yes. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Yes. You got to wash daily. I wouldn't want to be around you if you didn't. <laughs> be kind of a different situation. However, in saying that, when the lost come in, you may not like what you're seeing. But you got to remember, they're babies. They need to be taught. They need to be nourished. And we need to put our opinions aside. We do. What we think at that time. Because it doesn't matter what we think. They need to know what they need to do. In love. No criticism. They're babies. Baby doesn't know what to do. They have to be guided and directed. They need to be loved. And that's one of the first things they need to know is that they're loved by Almighty God. 
and get that established in their heart. It was years before I really knew that. I just knew that a couple of years ago, just started. Maybe a year or two years ago that it became real alive to me. And that's because of all the crap that was established during my life at that time. So that's another thing. They need to know they're righteous, but they also need to know they're loved because that makes a difference. That You start knowing that God loves you when you know it. That's where you really begin. And all of the others that you've learned during those times, you just keep coming, you just keep doing. It starts to come alive more inside of you because of it. Anyway, and there are many coming, major. So we need to be ready in love, compassion, mercy, and grace. And go from there. Because it's only with God that it can be accomplished. doesn't matter what I think at that time, what I like or dislike. What matters is that they can see Christ in me and that Christ is displayed so they know. And then we, we go on and we grow. We start to learn some things, and we're in a growth mentality mindset, and we're learning things, we're processing, and usually I find in this time, uh, in, your, in the growth mindset, I find that you're learning what to undo, and you're learning what you need to do in your mindset, in your traumas that you've been in. You, you just can't ignore them. I'm not saying constantly let them go through your mind constantly and stay there. I'm saying that acknowledge the fact that it was a trauma at that time. Acknowledge what part you played. You've all, and then just say, Lord, forgive me for the part I played. What you don't understand, you don't understand. And then you go from there. You take the scripture on that trauma. And you eat it, 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 until you come to that place that you know, that you know, that you know, that it's gone. It's a fact. It doesn't have any more emotion attached to it. It doesn't have any more pain attached to it. You're beginning to come into a place where you can be effective in ministry to those coming in. And that's where God wants us. He wants us in that place that we can minister to those coming in. Yeah. Ephesians 3.19. Let's take a look at that for a second. May you experience the love of Christ, <laughs> though it is too great to understand fully. May you experience the love of Christ. May you know that you know that you know the love of Christ. Then you will be made complete. 
with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in us and it quickens our mortal body. It quickens our mortal body. Healing, it's ours. By his stripes we are healed. Done. Complete. Don't need to add anything to it. Don't need to take any way, anything away from it. Do we sometimes, I know there's those in the body of Christ that have been dealing with situations that, yeah, they probably do get tired, but they're standing firm. They're standing on the word of God. They know they're God, and they know that they are healed, and that's what they're standing on. They're not standing on the opinions of others. They're not standing on what they feel, because I'm sure they do feel things. They're standing on what God says, because they know God loves them. And they know that God has a purpose, and their purpose is not done. So when he starts playing, no, 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 my purpose isn't done here on earth. God hasn't established through me what he needs to establish out there in this world. He's not done with me yet. That's what we need. We need to be saying these things until we see them. Just continue to say. We get tired, call a friend. Call a friend that's not going to allow you to get in to those feelings. That's going to allow you to remain tired. Call a friend that's going to get you back in there where you know you're standing on the word of God. And despite anything, it never fails. It never fails. It's the truth. And it sets us free. When you look at the world, which we are in it, but we don't have to be of it. I think that's the way it goes. Yeah, we're in the world, but not of it. Just double checking. <laughs> and in Matthew, it gives us just a kind of a, in 16, 21. It says that from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. Then Peter decided, <laughs> I'm going to take you aside, Lord. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. What did Jesus do? He turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things. Here it is. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. We need to be aware of that when we find ourselves in a challenge. We need to realize when we find ourselves in a ch challenge, it's usually uh Something that's come about, and yeah, okay, so it's man's point of view that seems to be right there in front of us, you know, because of the challenge. And then all of a sudden, 
Turn quickly and look to God's word. Get yourself in line with what the word of God says about that. Because if we don't turn quickly, the enemy will use that and we'll get stuck. We don't want to get stuck. Stuck is no good. It does nothing for us. I've been stuck and I didn't like it. I got out of stuck. <laughs> anyway. Oh my, where are we going? Let's go over to Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I'd rather that was happening. Trust in the Lord always. It doesn't mean get up in the morning, okay, Lord, today I'm not going to bother to trust you. It doesn't mean that at all. Trust in the Lord always. Always. For the Lord God is the eternal rock. Seven. But for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. You have a God who does what is right. He smooths out the path ahead of them. Goes before you. Also follows. But he'll go before you. He'll lead you the way that you need to go. Even though we're known as sheep. We do need the shepherd. We didn't have a shepherd. Oh my. Let's go to 1 Peter 1.13. When we're dealing with our mind, we need to use Romans 12.1 and 2, of course. Not be conformed to this world, but transform your mind by the reading of the word. The reading of the word. The reading of the word. The studying of the word. Be there. In 1 Peter 1.13, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So prepare your minds for action. Exercise self-control. That's what it takes. We need to remain steadfast we need to endure. We need to stand fast in the liberty in which Christ Jesus has set us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Galatians 5.1 Stand fast. Immovable. Don't allow anything or anyone to move you. Only God and the Holy Spirit. It's a process. We're all in it. Where is our level of expectation in all this? Do you not think your expectation depends on the amount of time that you minister to God through worship? That you're in the Word? That you're being still and listening for what He has to say? Don't you think that is a factor? on expectation, 
what you're going to expect to receive? I think it does. If my expectation is in what my doctor said, that's up. Then I, I've already decided. When we get those reports, we need to, they may say that, but I don't have to accept it. And we don't accept it. We say no. We say, Lord, you're higher. Your word's higher. What your word said is the truth. That's going to take me through. Now, is there instructions that you need to take from your doctor? Yes. God made the doctors, gave them the, to do what they do. We just need to check it all out with Almighty God. No, don't leave any stone unturned. And when I, I, medications I have to take, so I try to remember this, and I try when I take them, I say, okay, Lord, I thank you for these, this medication. Thank you that it does exactly what it's supposed to do, no more, no less, in Jesus' name. And get that grounded in your spirit. Because uh, I believe when we do that, that God honors that, and his word is performed in us. I believe that. I just had a, an appointment, and uh, two of my medications are lowered now. So, thank you, Lord. It's a start. I would prefer not to be on any of them, but I have to do what I have to do right now. It's only necessary when it's necessary. Right now, it's necessary. Doesn't mean that that's what I accept. There's a higher law, the Word of God. Work together in unity. Expectation, I looked the word up. There was a time that I wasn't expecting anything from the Lord. I got myself in a place where I wasn't into the word. I became stale. I found myself speaking things I shouldn't be speaking. I didn't have any expectation at all. Took me a while to get out because I isolated myself. Don't isolate yourself when you have a situation. You don't really have to handle them. Give them over to God. Find those that you trust. One or two. Share. Lift it up. Leave it with God. I always say the three L's. Loose it from me, lift it to God, and leave it there. Sometimes we have to do that more times than we want to, but it, it works. You lose, you lift, and you leave it there. And you get up the next morning. Maybe you've done it 50 times a day before. You get up, you get up the next morning, and all of a sudden, oh, Lord. You do it again. You lose it, you lift it, and you leave it with God. I love my dad. He takes care of me, and he takes care of all of you. He doesn't love me any more than he loves you, but he loves me. He's my favorite. Yes. Amen. Amen. So expectation is a confident belief. You're confident in it. Or strong hope. Strong hope. That a particular event will happen. 
Nothing can stray you from it. Nothing. You could hear this little voice on your... He likes to do that. Don't pay any attention to it. He's trying to distract you. I find myself now, I'll be driving along, and all of a sudden I say, no, that's wrong, I don't receive that. And it works. It's gone. It's easier to do all the time. But you have to start. And now I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm, I'm quite aware of that. But it's always good to get a refreshing. Amen. There's a lot of power in expectation. The more expectation you have, the more the power of God is released in you. If you, you know, I've always found that it's easier to believe for somebody else than yourself. We do. We, we, we're challenged with that because we're challenged with knowing who we are, with what the Word says, using it. We have to believe that for ourselves. Sometimes we get so caught up in helping others that we forget ourselves, and that's not what God says. We need to know who we are, and we need to be confident in Him and who He says we are. And in that, we move. But we always allow ourselves that time we need to be refreshed. Doesn't mean you have to take a, a leave of absence. You just make sure you're refreshing yourself in the Word all, all you know, every day. And that you're spending that time and you're listening. Sometimes it's better to listen more than this, I find. And uh, the Holy Spirit will speak and he'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Sometimes it's not what you wanted to know, but it's something you needed to know. Now, what you wanted to know may need to just go over here until you deal with what you needed to know. And then what you wanted to know will flow from that. So we don't always get the answer we would like to get, but we got the answer from God, so we know it's the, the answer we needed at that time. And we can go with that. Ephesians 3.20 tells us that... I want to get it right, so I'm going there. 3.20. All now, all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power, his mighty power at work within us, within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think beyond our expectations. That's how he wants to do it. And then glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Through his mighty power at work within us, that power... power, and our resources, you know, Joshua 1, 8, Proverbs 4, 20, 22. God's expectation, what do you think God expects of his children? Really simple. To live a life as a disciple of Christ and follow him. Love the Lord your God 
with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you know you are loved? If you don't know you are loved, it's hard to love the neighbor. It can be hard to love the neighbor. So is that the neighbor's fault? No. It's my responsibility to know that I'm loved. It's up to me. God's made it all available. It's up to me. I can choose to accept his love or not. He accepts me just as I am, and he goes from there. It's best to lose, lift, and leave. The last one is what do we believe? Believe is to accept something or someone as true, genuine, or real. To have a firm or wholehearted conviction or persuasion to regard the existence of God as a fact. God is. Fact. He is. And because where our belief is, is where we receive. If you don't believe that the Word of God is true, if you don't believe that God is real, how do you expect to receive? It's hard to receive when you don't believe. We need to believe what the Word says. We need to establish that for our lives. He'll never fail us. He's so faithful. And he wants to do more for us than we can even imagine. He does. He wants to do so much for us. Belief, belief itself creates vision for us. Do we have vision? We need vision in our life. We all need vision. We need to see from God's perspective from God's perspective, what he has for us and for those in the world that are coming. They may not know it right now, but they're coming. It creates a strength of will, belief does. I will have it. God's word says it. That settles it. I think that's pretty strong. Thank you. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> it creates resilience. Spring back. When you believe, you spring back and you stand and you don't allow anyone to move you except God, Holy Spirit. And the last part here is that it believe, belief, it ignites and activates. 
it ignites and it activates. And some scriptures there that I put aside by it, John 6, 29, John 7, 38, and Romans 10, 11. Let's just go to John 6, 29 for a minute. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus and all that he is. All that he is. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Any of us like to drink? <laughs> For the scripture, that's uh, John seven thirty-eight. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart to us. Never, never have to be thirsty. Never have to be in want. Never have to be in need because it's already taken care of all our needs. According to his just glory, Christ Jesus. We serve an awesome God, and he's made it pretty simple for us to follow. He really has. We just need to decide that we're going to follow, that we're going to commit to him and walk in his ways and allow him to instruct us and direct us and lead us in the way he wants us to go. He's made that possible. The spirit of the living God dwells in us. We need to be able to listen and know what the spirit of God is saying. Because if you're listening and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying, you're going to have an exact word for your situation or for someone else's situation. And it can change their whole life. He just wants us to be available for him to use, for his kingdom to be established here on earth, so that others will follow. Just one Because it's all about Jesus. And because it's all about Jesus, it's all about us. Because it's all about Jesus. And it's all about us in a good way, not in a selfish way. Just so you understand that. It's not me, 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 me. No. That's not what I mean. You'll never be disgraced by God. You trust in him. Never. Never be ashamed. Disgraced. He'd never do that to you. He loves you. Loves you so much. As we all know, he gave his son, Jesus, death and resurrection. And we can come boldly before that throne of grace. 
and receive all that we need at that time. He'll never refuse. He'll give you what you need. And in that step being established, you'll end up getting what you desire. Because he desires to give good gifts to his children. But in that, we need to establish that he's not a magician, number one. And number two, we're to love him, be his disciple, follow, and commit ourselves to him wholeheartedly, 100%. That's what we need. But he loves us. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.